and Living Infusion radio show. I'm Connie Bjerg. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. If you have a desire to live a life that is more than what you are currently experiencing, if you feel stuck, are experiencing health concerns, or are curious about ways to improve your life, this show will give you new perspectives and steps to change your life. Today we're going to be talking about mental health and mental illness. This is our second show on this topic because as we did the first show, we realized we had so much more information that we wanted to share. And it's such an important topic that it's definitely worthy of two shows. On the last show, we went into detail about the stigma of mental illness and listed some of the statistics regarding mental health. We will briefly highlight several points. Also, we encourage you for more information. Please listen to the first show on this topic. So very briefly, we talked about in 2017, because it always takes a while for statistics to be gathered and digested and then issued. Math to be done. Right. There were an estimated 46.6 million adults under or aged 18 or older in the United States that suffered from a mental illness. This number represents about 19% of all U.S. adults, or one in five, that are experiencing a mental health condition each year. One in 17 lives with a serious mental illness, such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. In addition to a person's directly experiencing a mental illness, the family, friends, and communities also become affected. One of the most important statistics, I do believe, is that half of mental health conditions begin by age 14. 75% develop by age 24. The other thing that is so important to remember is that your brain is not fully developed until age 26. So to me, this blatantly shows us that we need to do far more when children are young to support positive mental health and to teach children about their emotions and how to deal with them. And if you want more on this, we did a lot of work on this on the first episode of, the, of Mental Health. So mental illness is a condition that affects a person's thinking feeling, or mood. Such conditions may affect someone's ability to relate to others and to function each day. Each person will have different experiences, even if they have the same diagnosis. When we left off in last week's show, we had just finished talking about the importance of illness in children and what we want to have them experience as children. We didn't get into the treatment of children very much. So I'd like to kind of start there today. Most children with mental health conditions are treated in a primary care setting instead of a mental health care setting. So that makes a very, you know, that's that's kind of frightening. (laughs) It is challenging um, because that's, there's quite a bit of differentiation on how those treatments are going to go. Right. And what those focuses are. Absolutely. And as I said, about half of all mental age, mental health issues begin by the age of 14. So if they're seeing a pediatrician, not all pediatricians are trained in mental health issues. You know, it's not a specialty for them. So then we go into pediatric versus adult integrated care. Pediatric integrated care differs from adult in three main ways. One, there's an increased sensitivity to how children are developing both mentally and emotionally. Again, remembering that the brain does not fully develop until age 26. And families play a much bigger role in this. And lastly, the treatment emphasizes coping and adjustment techniques in addition to standardized care. Mental health is an important part of overall health for children as well as adults. For many adults who have mental disorders, symptoms were present but often not recognized or addressed in childhood and adolescence. It's a challenging time because adolescence and puberty are normal times of great hormonal change. And so that greatly affects your ability to see what's really going on 
almost like it becomes entwined in what some of those other right. things might be. And so they can be overlooked as simple behaviors through that phase, right? We like to always refer to those as, oh, they're just going through a phase. Right. So being able to differentiate what that looks like, what adolescence looks like, what hormonal changes look like during any given time frame, a year, two years, versus what those mental health issues look like is really important. And I think parents are really concerned about overreacting. Oh, for sure. So they don't know whether which side to err on, you know. So what are some warning signs then? Well, it can be tough, again, like we said, to tell with this age group, right? But there are symptoms to watch for. If there are behavioral signs and symptoms that last weeks or months, and if these issues interfere with the child's daily life at home or at school, with their friends, you know, if they're isolating, that type of thing, you should definitely contact a health professional. Younger children may benefit from an evaluation or treatment if they have frequent tantrums or are intensely irritable much of the time. Again, we talk about terrible twos, okay? So sometimes that goes into the threes. You know, <laughs> some children are, you know, and again, if they're not being given words to handle their emotions or know what they are, this will add to that. So then where do you start? Is there really something wrong with my child or is it that they don't have words to it's a communication Express. issue. Mm-hmm. If they often have worries or fears, and that's what they want to talk about a lot, or complain about frequent stomach aches, headaches, and when you take them in, there's no physically, medically, medical reason for this. You need to go to a specialist <laughs> in mental health then. Or if they're in constant motion and can't sit quietly, except when they're watching video games. We're playing them. Yeah, that's that a that is a brain. tricky one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people that have passed judgment on, you know, children or families. Like, well, you just haven't taught your kid how to deal with that or how to sit still. They should be able to know that by now. Well, there might be other things going on that, right. one, the parent's not aware that that's an issue and that they should seek help or, you know, something along that lines. Or they are getting help and people don't know. And so being cautious on how we're judging people and how they're taking care of things is And also there have been some incredible studies done with autistic children and their ability to engage in video games connects them to themselves, to the world in a different way, and it's a positive thing right? to a point. So there's all these variables. So don't be hard on yourself as a parent because there's so much going on. We all do the best that we can with the information that we have at the time. Some other things to watch out for is if they sleep too little or too much, have frequent nightmares, or seem sleepy during the day. Again, video game playing can be an addiction also and can keep that sleep from, you know, happening. That in itself can become a mental, but that's an addiction. It's a mental illness when it goes past a certain point. Perhaps they're not interested in playing with other children or have difficulty making friends. That's another concern, something to watch. Maybe they struggle academically or have experienced a recent decline in grades. Those are all signs that something else is going on and you need to dig deeper. Perhaps what they have are repetitive actions or they check things many times out of fear that something bad may happen to them. This is the beginning of like obsessive compulsive kind of issues. The older children may show things like they've lost interest in things that they used to enjoy. They have low energy. Again, this they sleep too little or too much or seem sleepy throughout the day. Are spending more and more time alone and avoid social activities with friends or family. And here we have to really talk about bullying online. When children are bullied online too, they tend to withdraw even more. So there are, again, we've got another aspect that we didn't used to have in dealing with children. That's a very important thing to kind of check out where what, what's happening. They might be fear have a fear suddenly about their weight, and dieting might be excessive. Engaging in self harm behaviors, cutting, burning their skin with cigarettes, or you know whatever it is, they might begin to drink, smoke, or use drugs. Or engage in risky or destructive behavior when alone or with friends. Some may even start having thoughts of suicide. 
Some might have periods of highly elevated energy and activity requiring much less sleep than usual and then plummet. You know, there's so many different variables here. Or say that they think someone is trying to control their mind or put thoughts in their head that they can't seem to control. All of these things are things to watch for with your children. I believe erring on the side of caution, if it comes to seeing a sign that your thinking is new, um, might be abnormal for your child, you have lived with this person for quite a while, and, you know, listen to your gut, um, watch what their behaviors are, don't feel upset or worried about reaching out for help, it's better to reach out for help and find out that you don't need it than to not do it and keep them at a detrimental stage going more and more into, you know, more mental health issues or other mental health issues. Um, so I would just be a very big proponent for just go for it. If you think if it's even a semblance of a thought. That's right. For more information, to schedule an appointment at our clinic or to register for a program, please check out our website at awakenlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. Homelessness. It's a problem in Carver County and every county in the United States. We need every kind of affordable housing, but especially for single young people who are trying to launch themselves. Shepherd of the Hill Church of Chaska is hosting a Tuesday Dialogue, June 11th, about Launch Ministry, a successful program that is making affordable housing happen for the young people who are experiencing homelessness in Chaska. The speakers are Corey Magstead, Executive Director, and Amanda Flowers-Peterson, Program Director. The City of Chaska has approved their plans for a 16-unit building of supportive housing. Come hear them talk about what that means and get answers to your questions. I'll be your host, Reverend Dean J. Seal. Again, that's Tuesday, June 11th at 7 p.m. Shepherd of the Hill Church of Chaska is at 145 Angler Road and Highway 41 with the Big Red Chair. Free coffee. Find us on Facebook or ChaskaChurch.org. Be there. Aloha. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. Our theme this week is yearning for change. I'll highlight hashtag never again. The political movement started by the Parkland, Florida students following the Valentine's Day 2018 mass shooting at their school. Then we'll speak to a true idealist, Robin Wolpert, a Minneapolis lawyer working for those whom society leaves behind. LE 2.0 Radio, engaging in real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hello, fellow AM 950 listeners. This is Jason from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. Come experience our delicious signature dishes and exciting rotation of inventive seasonal fare for my wife and chef, Carrie, and her team. Nightingale is the perfect place to gather for any occasion with our extensive wine, beer, and cocktail selection, along with our dedication to great service. We offer a full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours, and weekend brunch at 10. More at nightingalempls.com. The average person is hit by 55 stressors daily. And if you have a high-stress job or life situation, it's even higher. What can we do to lower stress levels and increase health? Awaken Living offers sessions using the Alpha Stim, a unique tool that transmits a patented electrical wavelength to modulate the cell's signals to the brain. This shifts you from the stress mode to relaxation. When we're continually stressed, our brains and bodies tend to forget how to calm down. The Awakened Living Alpha Stim puts you in an alpha state. This is a relaxed state that athletes and artists go to when they're in the zone. The Awakened Living Alpha Stim reduces stress, pain, anxiety, depression, and insomnia without medication. You'll be surprised how relaxed you feel. This therapy may be experienced alone or in conjunction with several other therapies, including the Biomat and acupuncture. So come relax at Awakened Living by calling 952 952- Four five two eight five eight three, or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com.
to Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Bjork. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we're talking about mental health and mental illness. And in the first show that we did, Michelle, you talked a little bit about how Chinese medicine views mental health and mental illness differently. Would you care to elaborate on that? I would love to. Thank you. So Western medicine devotes causes of emotional disorders to the brain. However, in traditional Chinese medicine, the brain doesn't really relate to issues of emotion. It function is to control memory, concentration, sight, hearing, touch, smell. Uh, so the things we tend to give more importance to, like consciousness, thought, and mind, tend to be functions associated with the heart, mm-hmm. and in part, the liver and kidneys. And we've talked many times, it's not just traditional Chinese medicine that views the heart as the seat of the emotion. It it really is, even in Western medicine. It, that's where it all begins. Right, because the heart does send more messages to the brain than vice versa. So it's really with our heart that we are aware of our surroundings first and then it sends signals to the brain and then it will be filed in those little areas of the brain and oh that's okay that makes sense it is pretty fascinating it is and and i remember remember growing up hopefully most of us remember growing up (laughs) (laughs) but we tend to believe or think or process it all from the mind and so that's sort of where we give credit to it happening and that's kind of what gets us in trouble (laughs) right but if you take that step back and change your perspective of that it is coming from the heart it really does shift how you look at things how you feel things um and how you process them i Mm -hmm. believe because we do have this greater idea of the heart uh because we look at it at least i think most of us do is where love is seated or love comes from we always associate that with the heart and Mm -hmm. so then if you look at every emotion stemming from there it really does sort of give it a little bit more bearing and weight in life and the importance of it Um, and Chinese medicine is all about keeping the body and the mind in balance and so anytime we have a physical illness come up or an emotional little disturbance come up it's because things are out of balance and so say depression anxiety um, any of those are presenting themselves it's because there's something in the body and when i say in the body that could consist of spirit that could consist of emotions anything that's we would perceive as being contained in there is out of whack and so we value um, striving to keep things constantly in a balance so that we can be healthy. And mental imbalances, mental disturbances, mental illness are all just indications that we need to change how we live. And it shows that we aren't living authentically or living our purpose when those things come up. At least that's how um, the Taoist version of traditional Chinese medicine views it. And so it's just like is if you get back pain, your back is telling you you need to adjust how you do things. Something's going on, uh, there's an emotion associated with it, but we know that when we have back pain, if it hurts to bend over, we tend not to bend over, right? We find a different way to do things. And it's the same thing with emotional imbalances. If we are coming up with anxiety or depression, it means there's something going on on in our lives that we need to change, that we need to shift. And normally those are lifestyle perspectives. So we call them psycho-emotional disorders, uh, which is a little different perspective on how to look at them as well. And self-care is a really large part of keeping yourself from going out of balance. So when we talk about um, depression or anger issues, we look at the organ, the, the, the liver, and it's not, it has a physiological purpose but it also has an emotional purpose and it Mm -hmm. has something that it does with the chi to keep again in balance i keep coming back to that word but that's really what it's in chinese medicine that's our focus and so um 
the liver is then out of balance. And so we can do things to regulate that, to help it. If it is a consciousness disorder, even like narcolepsy, mania, bipolar, uh, schizophrenia, types of personality disorders, trauma, delusions, ADD and ADHD, it really is all centered in the heart. And the heart is the seat of all emotions, but then there are specific emotions that go out to the other organs, like depression would be associated with the liver. That means that it has gone so deeply it has affected you so much that not only your heart got involved, but now something else is involved. And so you know that whatever you're experiencing is not just something that's acute. It's now into a chronic stage. In the work that I do also, the organs are very much in places of emotions. And so um, where you exhibit illness and that type of thing tells me a lot about what you're going through emotionally and how I need your help to help you from there. And I, that's the great thing, I think, about many alternative methods is that we do look a lot at the emotions and it does give us a really key, or vice versa, looking at the organs, giving us a key to what's going on elsewhere. Um, so again, the heart is the seat of all emotions and it helps to nourish the body via the blood. Uh, then there's the aspect that it is of the fire element, which is a driving force behind consciousness and it's also the seat of the soul and so if we are nourished if we are taking care of ourselves if we have good connections or if we're getting rest all those things help our heart to maintain um, its purpose its balance and so we tend not to then experience some of those other things Uh, spleen gets involved when we have a propensity to worry or overthink or ruminate and so anytime you're in those sorts of things you can get other physical symptoms coming up um, from a spleen aspect which would be a lot of digestive disorders and things like that Uh, but the emotions themselves can damage the organs uh, which then leads to the physical symptoms so when we talked about the vibrational medicine show if you haven't listened to that we talked about everything starts out farther out starts out on that emotional level and then that's how we end up with physical symptoms when we haven't addressed those things that uh, have come up first and so when each um, everything's in alignment, uh, struggles can be a little less, right? Because then it's just like more like a bump versus um, trying to get over a mountain when we haven't dealt with something. Uh, and there are, we've talked about elements before too, so certain um element types may have a propensity towards certain emotional disorders and so i mentioned some of them with the heart which would if you're a fire element you may have a tendency to experience those more whereas if you're a wood element depression might or anger issues might be an issue for you if you're an earth element anxiety would be more of an issue for you um metal elements you kind of get the whole gamut (laughs) unfortunately Um, so it is really interesting and uh, it can be it is treatable though which is always you know and knowledge is power we can do more when we know more which i think is really an important piece to all of this that if there's nothing else that you take away right it's really important for more information or to schedule an appointment at our clinic or to register for a program, please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us today on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Connie Bjork from Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. I'd like to tell you how interpersonal guided imagery therapy can heal you from physical and emotional pain in a deeper way without medication. It's the perfect type of healing from pain, fear, anxiety, and issues that just don't seem to have a resolution. Interpersonal guided imagery therapy at Awakened Living helps identify and heal limiting beliefs that hold us back. It allows instant access to deeply hidden issues such as fear, phobias, anger, identity, and power struggles. It's even been used to successfully treat PTSD. When using interpersonal guided imagery therapy both before and after surgery, patients used one-third less pain medication, had fewer falls, and experienced shorter hospital stays. A Weekend Living's interpersonal guided imagery therapy works wonderfully in helping with emotional resiliency and coping abilities, producing actual changes in the biochemistry of the body. Schedule an appointment with me today and get started towards healing. Call 952-452-8583 or visit awakensliveinginfusion.com. 
Hi, I'm Samantha, and I'm a certified massage therapist at Awaken Living. Did you know your body is constantly affected by the wear and tear of your daily life? Whether it's repetitive patterns or straining from activities, it's important for us to take care of our body, as we only get one. Most people view massage therapy as a luxury, when in fact it's a necessity for having a healthier body. Benefits of massage include stress relief, alleviated pain, decreased muscle tension, improved sleep and posture, improved circulation, release endorphins, and increased relaxation. As a certified massage therapist, I specialize in deep tissue, reflexology, rehabilitative, Swedish, and prenatal massage, working with clients throughout their pregnancy. I will provide you with a healing massage unlike any you have experienced. I invite you to come in for some much-needed rest and relaxation at the Awaken Living Clinic in Bloomington. Schedule an appointment today at 952-452-8583 or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com. In our busy, fast-paced world, sometimes we need the time and space to figure out the deeper questions in our life. In a safe, non-judgmental atmosphere, Life Coaching with Connie at Awaken Living will help you gain clarity in your life in an atmosphere of guidance, support, and affirmation. You will explore who you are and who you want to become to be the best version of yourself. Connie at Awaken Living will guide you to find the wisdom within you and follow that wisdom in all areas of your life. When you fully understand who you are and what you believe, life can take you in directions you never imagined. You will be gently challenged to grow and learn that change can be good, especially when done from inside. Every choice that we make is a decision about the next step in our lives. And it only takes one step to start a new and incredible journey. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583. That number again is 952-452-8583. Or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for partly cloudy skies today with a high near 72. Tonight clear with a low around 48. Sunday sunny with a high near 70. And Monday sunny with a high around 75. During Standard's Ready, Set, Save sale, you can save $900 on a new ductless unit or air conditioner. That's what we call cool cash. Learn more about getting your $900 in savings at standardheatingdeals.com. Standard heating and air conditioning, comfort you deserve. Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Bierk. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we're talking about mental health, mental illness, and we just finished up a segment on Chinese medicine and how that is viewed from that perspective. Now I'd like to go into a little bit about integrative care. And there are different ways in which Western medicine views integrative health care and the way that we do. Integrated care combines primary health care and mental health care in one setting. There are many ways to integrate health care. Okay, so in traditional medicine, you would really hope that they would be, you know, talking to each other. But that isn't always the case. There are varying degrees of collaboration between providers. And the levels range from minimal to full integration. Minimal integration is when medical and mental health care providers work in separate facilities or even within the same one but don't talk to each other. <laughs> the key here is don't talk to each other. Exactly. And they don't just communicate. And so full integration would provide or involve a single health care system's medical and mental health care together, working simultaneously to treat a patient's behavioral and medical needs with a shared medical record access. That's really an important piece. So this is more of an in-house type of treatment, right? Everything's under one roof. Our definition of this will be different. We'll talk about that later. But let's get into a little bit about what primary care looks like. In primary care settings like a doctor's office, half of all mental health care treatments happen for common psychiatric disorders. 
Adults with serious mental illnesses and substance use disorders also have higher rates of chronic and physical illnesses and die earlier than the general population. So do you see where there's a, a real need for more than one physician to be seeing these people? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big proponent for that. And we, we, over time, have put a lot of value just in the doctor knows everything, yeah. right? They, that's what they went to school for. They're mm-hmm. knowledgeable. They should they should know. We put that should know on them when really they're doing the best that they can. However, that doesn't mean that's what's best for the patient. And when we used to have one guy doing it all, right, then from there broke off specialties. And that's a wonderful thing. However, we all need to talk. Everybody needs to talk. And there is a disconnect within the community that on that. Yes. And people with chronic physical health conditions also have higher rates of mental health issues. So they're dealing with pain. And then when they're given opioids, they may be dealing with addiction and Every medication that they are given has side effects that they may be given, you know, experiencing, and they're giving another medication to deal with that, and so the problem kind of grows. So providing integrated health care, we need to work together with pa- as patients and providers to blend the expertise of mental health, substance use, and primary care cl- clinicians with feedback from patients and their caregivers. We cannot leave out those people that are taking care of them. They see things that the patient's probably not going to tell the doctors. And this creates a team approach that really everyone's on the same page and wants the same thing. Why is this important? Addressing the whole person and his or her physical and behavioral health is essential for positive outcomes and cost-effective care. We really emphasize treating the mind, body, and the spirit and emotions in our clinic. You know, when, when primary care doctors are working alone, it's really hard for them to wear all of the hats. You know, and they try to reduce costs for everyone. And that's an important piece to this and to be aware of also. People are concerned about the costs of their health care. When we're addressing physical and behavioral health, untreated or undertreated mental illnesses have serious consequences. People with severe mental illness often die 13 to 30 years earlier than the general population from medical conditions that could have been treated by a primary care provider also. So it goes both ways. We've got to have people talking to each other. Most adults are also more likely to be seen in a primary care setting than within the mental health care system. Primary care providers deliver over half of the mental health care for common conditions such as anxiety, ADHD, depression, behavioral issues, and substance use. Over half. That might not be their specialty, right? Well, and what they're providing isn't time to be counseled Mm -hmm. it's seven minutes for the average which ultimately usually ends up into what is the best medication that's going to help you absolutely yeah yes very much for example too 75 percent of adult patients with depression are only seen by primary care providers but only half of them are accurately diagnosed so we've got a lot of people on medications that don't really solve their issues which is really important also. And that in turn creates other issues. Right. They've also found that when someone is referred to a specialist and it's left up to them, it's not made in the office, that type of thing, that most of the time they won't see follow through with that. And we did talk a little bit about the stigma around that mm-hmm. in the last show, which is a part of why some of those choices end up being made. Right. And because of that, then, many behavioral health issues go undetected, undertreated, or untreated. It's also important to know that what works for one person may not work for another, and this is really the the case with mental health. Some treatments and strategies are more successful when combined with others, and you have to know what really works with that. A patient with a chronic mental disorder may choose different options at different stages in their life. And the majority of experts say that a well-informed patient is probably the best judge of what treatment suits them, and we have to trust them. And we have to know when they're also trying to pull our legs. 
So we really believe in being proactive. So a lot of this is trying to get yourself into a state of a more positive lifestyle, more positive thinking, that type of thing, by implementing a healthy mental physical, emotional, and spiritual lifestyle, you can greatly reduce and in some cases totally eliminate many issues in your life. We've repeatedly mentioned how vital the family of origin is in giving each one of us a start in life. Connection to others is really important and is key because we were created to be social beings. We must all make it a priority to make face-to-face connections in our lives, not just connections on social media. Some people may have a thousand connections, you know, people in their friends on Facebook and maybe see three people in their physical life. In the last show, I talked about a little girl whose mom was constantly on the cell phone and she grabbed her mom's face between her little hands and said, Mommy, I need you to talk to me with your whole face. You know, that eye contact is so important. And if we're constantly looking at the phone and scrolling down, it tells them their value to us. It's not the correct value, but that's the value that they see. We talk about emotional intelligence a lot, and that's really an important thing, too. We need to be aware of our emotions. There are books on this knowing what we're feeling and where we feel each of them in our body. We just got to talking about, in both Chinese medicine and in the work that I do, the organs really tell you what's going on. They're associated with an emotion. So it's important in being able to communicate that to yourself and to others, not just you know what you're feeling in the moment. It's, there's so many depths and layers to that. Hopefully... If you're listening, you're hearing that repeated theme Mm -hmm. of how important the emotions are to our physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health. What is so important is that every single illness, pain, everything happens to you to get your attention. It happens to save your life. However, when we don't listen to it, it increases and can move into diseases. And every single emotional Every single issue that you have boils down to an emotional issue that hasn't been healed. And so when we go, the work that that I do goes right past all the symptoms and goes right to the root cause. When that has a voice, it no longer needs to be there. So suffering is an option here. We don't need to. We can keep, we can go to the root cause of something. You know, it's important for us to surround ourselves with positive people, to be mindful of what we listen to, to watch engage in and also to be consciously aware of what we read what we think the movies that we go to the shows that you choose to watch on tv and if things are still upsetting you one of the best things to do is to try and limit watching the news (laughs) oh my gosh yes (laughs) because that can really upset people remember too that it takes only five minutes of being around a negative person to begin having a negative effect on your health and when you continue to be around negative people it increases your rate of having a stroke or a heart attack by 60 percent that's a pretty high cost are they worth it that's right that's really (laughs) very good because we need to think about right what does this mean in terms of our primary relationship is there a relationship that might just not be worth your problems, you know, getting health issues for. That's, there's so much going on in relationships, too. Our minds run away with us at times. And a technique to use during this time when, you know, things, negativity is just rampant, you know, running rampant in your mind, is called thought stopping, where you see it, you become aware of it, and you say, stop. I see you, and I choose to let you go. And then focus your attention right away on something positive. This is a technique to use and to practice, because it does take practice. It may seem awkward the first time you do it, but with practice, it gets easier every time that you do it. Exercise, we've talked about this many times, too. It gets those positive endorphins running, bathing your brain, and calming it. It's wonderful. Learning new skills or giving your time so that you kind of get out of your own way, get out of your own head. Uh, Sometimes just being able to give or do something for someone can really help you see a different perspective or help you feel a little bit better about feeling purposeful. Right. 
Good nutrition. Einstein once said that he waited for the day when food was the go-to and recognized medication. And when you think about it, it really is the basis for most medications are plant-based in some form. Two, I think about what if we were to eat only fresh foods and eliminate processed foods? That would greatly change our health, I think. I would make a tremendous impact on everyone. Yes. Journaling is really imperative um, for rheumatoid arthritis. It's been proven to lessen the effects of the pain. So writing is a really uh, wonderful thing. I talk about the joy journal, which you'll hear again um, after the break. So for more information, to schedule an appointment at our clinic or to register for a program, please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Michelle Kitzmiller from the Awakened Living Infusion radio show, and I'd like to tell you about the healing powers of traditional Chinese medicine. The medicine includes acupuncture, herbal medicine, twina, qigong, and nutritional therapy. It's a highly individualized, safe, and effective system of integrative medicine. Traditional Chinese medicine at Awakened Living takes into consideration symptoms, lifestyle, emotions, environment, and individual experiences to determine the most effective treatment to obtain healing and make you feel better. Acupuncture is a safe and pain-free way to help your body heal. After your acupuncture session at Awakened Living, you'll walk away feeling healthy, relaxed, and balanced. Traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture works well on its own or with other treatments at Awakened Living. Schedule an appointment with me today at the Awakened Living Clinic in Bloomington. Call 952-452-8583 or visit awakenedlivinginfusion.com. Northeast Minneapolis is known for its creativity, and you'll know exactly why when you eat at Hazel's Northeast. Their creatively prepared comfort food will have you coming back week after week. Breakfasts like biscuits and gravy, granola pancakes, and brisket hash. For lunch, homemade soup, and one of the best Rubens in town. And don't miss the daily risotto or Chef Ali's ever-changing dinner specials. Come on in. Bring the whole family. Hazel's Northeast delivers real good food. Family owned at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis. Hi, I'm Samantha, and I'm a certified massage therapist at Awakened Living. You might think massage therapy is a luxury, when in fact, it's necessity for having a healthier body. A massage at Awakened Living will relieve your body of everyday wear and tear, improve sleep, your posture, stress levels, and overall just make you feel better. I invite you to come in for some much-needed rest and relaxation at the Awakened Living Clinic in Bloomington. Call 952 452 8583 or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com. Stress. It's something you experience every day and something you could use a whole lot less of. Stress can not only make you feel frustrated and irritable, it can also cause aches, pains, and fatigue. The Biomat at Awakened Living can make you feel better. The Biomat is a medical grade, infrared, full body heating mat used in healing practices all over the world. The Biomat at Awakened Living heats your body through infrared rays, which raises the internal temperature of your body acting much like when your body has a fever to rid your body of viruses and bacteria. It is a wonderful tool to use for relaxation and as a preventative method for achieving optimal health. The Awakened Living Biomat offers a deep relaxation effect, and as you step away from a treatment, you feel relaxed, calm, and ready to enjoy a more stress-free body. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583. And once again, that number is 952-452-8583 or by visiting awakenedlivinginfusion.com. Living Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Bjork. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. 
Today we are talking about mental health and mental illness and ways in which we can improve our mental health and what to do if we are experiencing certain things. In the last segment we left off with writing. Writing is a way of getting out your emotions so that they're not locked inside your body. Remember our emotions, if we left, leave them unchecked, they can cause issues within our body and illness. So we need to get them out in healthy ways. First part is kind of recognizing them. Another way besides journaling, there's a wonderful book that was written 25 years ago this year called The Artist's Way, which has you write morning pages every morning a way to kind of get those things out and to set the tone for your day. It goes on to have you do an artist and this doesn't really it's just the term that they use artist meaning people because we're all creations um, and we create our life having a weekly date with yourself checking in with yourself doing something that you love that brings you joy and it helps you to change the way that you see your life notice the things that you desire and be able to create the life that you desire remember also that self-care is always important that's even more so when we're going through challenging times. Being gentle with yourself during these times. Taking care of yourself, like getting a massage, which is one of the therapies that we have at our clinic. And love. Right. And it makes you, we need that human connection, right? And we need human touch. And that is a way to get that in a healthy way for yourself. Music therapy is another wonderful thing we know this if we're feeling down keep a log of music that really makes you feel good when you're really feeling happy make note of that song so that you've got a go-to library of music that can lift your spirits and try to avoid the ones that drag you down right that make you feel sad sometimes you do need to feel sad and watch a sad movie cry it out but if you can't cry it out that's not a good sign <laughs> yeah or heavy metal where it just makes you right. angry or right. you know <laughs> yeah. go for the soothing right? right then we have art therapy which is wonderful and art is anything it can be music can be clay coloring this is why the adult coloring books have become so popular it's a wonderful therapy works for everyone really works for people who don't feel they're creative too right because you don't you're not like sitting there judging yourself for not being able to draw something or paint something yes (laughs) we also want to stress the combination of acupuncture and guided imagery therapy has been proven to and this is harvard medical research that uses the word cure ptsd that's not our word that's theirs but we have found in our work that it does and then remembering too that all stress reduction techniques are important important because stress intensifies the feelings and experiences surrounding our mental health whether they're good or or not so good so traditional and integrative health have very different views of treatment Our approach is very different. In traditional Western medicine, medication is the first go-to. In ours, it is not. In fact, we don't do any medication. And it's really unfortunate. We're actually going to have a show coming up soon that we're going to devote just to those things, um, which I think will be mind-blowing for many people. But utilizing the tools that actually help us heal, that actually help us move forward, that create positive effect in our lives is everything we like to focus on. Right. So when people come to our door, we treat the entire person, the mind, body, spirit, and emotions. And the work that I do primarily is um, as an interpersonal guided imagery therapist. And guided imagery is similar to, but very different than hypnosis. It's actually getting into the alpha state where you have access to all of the answers within you. And it is also the place where true healing takes place. It bypasses the symptoms which is what people come in with and gets right to the root cause that's mind-blowing it really is and it doesn't matter what your issue is it will get yeah it works and we talked a little a lot about traditional Chinese medicine today, mm-hmm. which doesn't just include acupuncture. Uh, it also includes body work and cupping, nutritional therapy, herbal medicine, and all of those things together address that mind-body-spirit aspect. And I want to just mention supplementation real quick um, as one of the things that I think Western medicine gleans over and doesn't give enough value to. Uh, we provide supplements in our office Mm -hmm. um, such as mushrooms we have a lot of bioavailable ones that if you just go to the store you're not going to get the same quality where your body can't use it but our bodies need things western medicine is finally catching up with like b12 and vitamin d um, but there are so many other things that can help you mentally emotionally and physically be in a better space 
Right. We also use aromatherapy quite a lot, um, tinctures going along with that. Mindful techniques, we teach these all the time. Uh, one, of, one of them is breath work. We teach a lot of breathing techniques to help you get calmed down when you need to. And that works because it stimulates the vagus nerve in our body, Mm -hmm. which decreases our stress response. And we've spoken so much about stress before. It is imperative that we keep that at bay. We talk about meditation, alpha stem, which is a tool that is attached to your earlobes and it immediately gets your brain into the alpha state. So many times we're so stressed out we have forgotten what it feels like to relax and that's a wonderful treatment. We also have the Biomat and the Far Infrared Sauna. We are big proponents of CBD oil, and we do carry a line of that um, for anxiety. It can help with insomnia, some physical pain, a lot of things that um, people suffer with on a daily basis. The newest research coming that came out this week talked about how it is now being used in the treatment of opioid addiction. addiction. Yeah, and that's the newest treatment. So it's really it, that is really promising because that is one of the hardest addictions to overcome. We do counseling or life coaching, spiritual coaching in our office also. And we have a wonderful massage therapist that we adore. She's one of the best. She is fabulous. So we all need to get into the habit of making all areas of our life and our health a priority. It's important for you to take a look at your life and see what else you need to do. Sometimes you just need someone to talk things over with also. But remember that no matter what it is that's coming up in your life, whether it's a physical illness, a mental illness, stress, there are people out there for you. And we are some of those people. And if you don't know who to reach out to, just talk talk to a friend, talk Mm -hmm. to a family member that you trust. Start there. Right. You know, get a recommendation um, for someone they feel might be a good connection for you and if you're feeling isolated reach out to a friend and saying you know tell them i'm going through a depression here and could you just every once in a while check up on me and if you are a friend who knows can see that one of your friends or family members is having an issue don't forget to keep reaching out don't be ashamed and don't be afraid that's right We'd like to thank you so much for joining us today. For more information or to schedule an appointment at our clinic to register for one of our programs, just check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can also find our shows as podcasts on our website, AM950's website, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to the Awakened Living Infusion radio show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thank you for listening.